hello and welcome to another episode of Thoughts of a Gearhead. My name is Brandon. And I'm Lexi. And today we are talking about the newly released and announced Silverado EV. This was a truck that has finally been released from GM, fully electric Silverado with some, albeit questionable, styling choices. And we're going to start off today just talking about our general thoughts on this new direction for General Motors, if we want to call it that. Obviously, manufacturers are going to start to want to phase out gasoline engines. And for General Motors, this is, I guess, the second or third step. Because for General Motors, it started with the Bolt. Mm -hmm. And then they have the Bolt crossover looking thing. Mm -hmm. And then they released the Hummer. And now we have the Silverado EV. So the two trim levels that GM has announced or released, we have the RST first edition ultimate, which is $105,000, which you're talking Cadillac money. But I mean, what you get for that price is honestly pretty astounding. You've got four wheel steer, a truck that makes over 650 horsepower, almost 800 pounds feet of torque it it does a zero to 60 it it claims a zero to 60 in under five seconds at four and a half that's for the rst ultimate edition and then the second trim level that gm announced was the work truck version now obviously the work truck version being a little bit cheaper gm says it's going to start right under forty thousand dollars which I mean, for a work truck, that's still a little spendy. But you'll see, looking through the pictures of this truck, is that it's it has 8-bolt hubs like the Silverado HD. So it's built to be kind of more of a heavy-duty truck. So the work truck is rated for 510 horsepower at 615 pound-feet of torque, which is not bad. I mean, that's in line with most heavy-duty trucks. Now, remind me of that figure you brought up earlier about how much this truck costs. So the RST Ultimate starts at $105,000 and the work truck is at $39,900. So is that a base level work truck then? That is, is that... that is entry level, you know, standard options, nothing fancy. But the RST Ultimate... And the work truck still both have a 400-mile range, even though the RST has the the WOW mode, the wide-open watts mode, which gives it 650 and whatever. So I wonder if if you don't have the truck in WOW mode, does it do, is it 510 horsepower for the RST is what I'm assuming. So I'm assuming is the only way you get 650 horsepower is in wide-open watts mode. Okay. And then if you're not, it's still at 515 or 510 or whatever, which makes sense because the work truck doesn't have wide open lots mode because obviously you're not going to want your employees doing, you know, gapping a freaking Diablo on the street, <laughs> which would be hilarious. But getting into a little bit more stats here, max payload, and I believe they're, they're giving these... Um, ratings for both trucks for the work truck and the rst so 1300 pounds payload 
and max towing is rated at up to 10,000. However, GM announced that there's going to be another edition of the EV work truck released that is capable of 20,000 pounds of towing, which the thing that I'm going to be interested to see, you have to remember, just like with a gas truck, you're pulling something, you don't have as big a range, obviously, (laughs) you're using more fuel. Okay, well, with an electric truck, obviously, you don't have as much range when you're towing because you're using more energy. Makes sense. I want to know what the range is going to be when you're towing 20,000 pounds. Because that's like 20,000 pounds. That is like gooseneck trailer and and like a mini, like two mini excavators, two mini bobcat or two bobcats, something Something like that. That's a lot of weight. Yeah, that's heavy-duty equipment. That is a lot of weight to be pulling. I think the... Actually, if we're going to go to... Let's... I don't know if this off the top of my head, but we're going to look at the Silverado HD. We're going to look at the max towing for that. No, these are all electric vehicles that you're talking about. The silver, the the Silverado EV is electric, yeah. Correct. So, the max towing on a Silverado HD is fourteen thousand five hundred. That's I'm assuming dual rear wheel, six six turbo diesel, single cab, single cab long box two wheel drive because. Funny enough, a two-wheel drive truck can pull slightly more than a four-wheel drive truck because there's less weight. So, you know, the EV is going to have roughly 5,000 pounds less towing when it initially comes out. Right. But then when the new edition gets released, it's going to over, or it's going to jump over the 2500 HD. Oh, this is the 2500 HD. So what does the one ton do? I want to know... So the one the the three quarter tons rated at fourteen five. So and it's still it's still the same. Okay, so it's still the same apparently, but I'm assuming that's single rear wheel. And some are reporting up to seventeen thousand. Yep, fifth wheel gooseneck. Okay, so if you run a gooseneck your tow rating goes up. So it's going to be almost the same. So I'm assuming that 20,000 pounds is not going to be, there's no way you can run that off a ball hitch or a bumper hitch, a bumper hitch or a frame mounted hitch. There's no way you can have that much weight at that pivot point of a truck. So obviously that's going to be gooseneck, right? It has to be. I would assume so. It would have to be gooseneck mounted. And then you run into the question so the silverado ev the bed is all this composite plastic stuff right so from all the pictures i've seen everything is this plastic composite bed but it also has the pass through that the avalanche had which you know granted it's kind of cool i think the avalanche had that the GMC Envoy XUV had that little pass-through thing. 
So even with the pass through closed and the tailgate closed, it's it's five feet eleven inches. And then if you open the pass through, open the tailgate, and use the tailgate stopper, it's ten feet ten inches. But which is pretty good. I mean, you can fit a lot of equipment in there. But if it's winter, obviously you don't want your mid gate open because then you're losing all your heat. But still, it's not that bad. I'm going to be very interested to see how the heck a goosenecks can be mounted in this truck. If there is like a traditional frame rail that this gets mounted to, because it's using the Altium platform, which I'm assuming means that the body will be unibody that just bolts to the Altium platform. And then we go from there. So I wonder if there's going to be some sort of steel cross member that runs across the rear you know, tires or whatnot somewhere that you can bolt a fifth wheel hitch to. Cause there's no way you're pulling 20,000 pounds bumper pull style. That's just not, I just don't think that's, that's something that should be happening. And as, as far as I, I want to transition to styling here, I think that's another thing. That's the first thing you see when you see this truck, obviously it's very different looking and Honestly, I'm a little disappointed. I've kept looking through pictures of this thing and it's just, well, it just looks like every other EV on the market because you have a big old bright LED bar with two headlights that look like they're supposed to be air intakes, which is what everybody else, the Lucid does it. The the Lightning has the big fucking bar across the front. The Silverado's doing it now. The Hummer has the big fucking bar that runs across the front. The only company that doesn't do it, Rivian does it with their truck. I think Tesla is the only one that doesn't do it. I don't think any of the Teslas have the big stupid bar that runs across the front. But then, didn't the Cybertruck have that stupid big bar that ran across the front too of LED lights? If I'm remembering correctly. I think it did. So even, so Tesla has done it. Granted, I don't think the Cybertruck's really going to happen. Just because I don't think they've really, you know. Yeah, even the Cybertruck had this stupid big LED bar that runs across the front. I I don't understand. Don't you think that bar kind of makes it look like it's something out of the cartoon Tron? Yeah, it looked like, like it's out of Tron. Remember when Tron was a thing? Yeah. I mean, and maybe that's just the way that they're going with the styling of EVs to let you know that, hey, this is definitely going to be a, an EV. So if I'm remembering correctly, now this is totally off topic, but the Avalanche, that's a yeah. Chevy truck, correct? That was, yeah. They stopped making the Avalanche in like now, 2013, I think. Now, when I'm looking at this truck, I almost think of like an updated Chevy Avalanche. Yeah, I would I would say that it looks like a more futuristic Avalanche, essentially. <clears throat> because, so when the Avalanche first came out, this is kind of funny. You know how everybody hates the current Silverado HD because the turn signals are on top of the headlights? Yeah. So when the Avalanche came out in like 2002, I think, 2001? Early 2000s, the Avalanche had the turn signals on top of the big chrome bar that Chevy uses, and the headlights were on the bottom, Mm -hmm. just like the Colorado 
when the Colorado got released. Right. And the Colorado had it on top. And the headlights were on the bottom. <clears throat> which is kind of funny. When the Cat Eye Silverado came out, which was 2003, 2004, then it just got the same front end as the Cat Eye Silverado, which <clears throat> is the second best looking Silverado. Fight me, because the CKs look better. But... <clears throat> They said in one of the interviews of one of the designers that they actually used that idea from the avalanche, that little pass-through that the avalanche had yes. with the fold-down. So they took that design style from it. And if you look at the side profile of the Silverado EV, where the cab ends, it slopes down just like the Santa Cruz pickup does. Well, the Avalanche had that little plastic, um, kind of like that little plastic bar protector looking thing. And they also said that that was a design inspiration or something like that. So, that being said, I don't even know if you should call this a Silverado. Why they didn't bring back the Avalanche name and called it an Avalanche EV... I think would have been so much cooler because this does not share any current design choice with the Silverado gas powered pickup. Like the mirrors are completely different. The front end is completely different looking. The taillights are completely different looking. Okay. This does not, none of this should be, a Silverado. Yes, the headlights, headlights, <clears throat> fake headlights, light bar, kind of look like a Silverado. And you're like, oh, yeah, that looks like a pickup truck. This would have been way better. They if remind they me of Viper sunglasses, <clears throat> but on a pickup truck. Yeah, it kind of does look like a pair of Viper sunglasses. That's funny. But, like, this would be, I just think this would be better as an Avalanche. It's got the sloped rear cab portion. It's got the funky bed with the pass-through. It's got the multi-flex tailgate. The front end looks like the current outgoing Blazer because that's what Chevy is going to do now. Like, <clears throat> the updated Equinox is kind of going that way. The Blazer looks like that. The new Bolt kind of looks like that. Everything is going to be, everything is going to look like the front end of You know what else this truck reminds me of? What's that? You know those little Subaru trucks? The Bajas? I believe that's what it is. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Those, are, those are cute little things. It kind of reminds me of a bigger version of. Because they have that sloped rear cab right here. Yep. Yeah, no, I can see it. <clears throat> and like, honestly, I'm okay with. If this was called an avalanche, I'd probably be okay with it except for the front end because I still don't like the stupid design choice of putting a big old like LED bar across the front with the two air intakes that look or the two headlights that look like air intakes. Now, let's talk about the interior for a minute. Yeah, we'll move to because, the interior. Let's let's move there. Because I know your pet peeve about having just a big old tablet in the yeah. interior. And they've essentially done that. There's two big tablets now. So, yeah, let's start with the, well, the not infotainment, but the dash itself. 
it's literally just a big screen. Granted, the setup is... Well, the setup's kind of like a bolt. Because you have the miles per hour in the middle and two gauges on either side. One that tells you battery power and one that tells you efficiency. You know what it reminds me of? What's that? You know how Hyundai, I think in 2016, started... Making where they have it in the center and two offsets. Well, they would put the miles per hour right in the middle. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Kind of reminds me of that. I wonder if this truck says hello to you too when you're getting in and out. It probably does. It says hello. It probably says hello. Welcome to your Silverado or whatever. Well, you know how Hyundai it has the little bell chime. Yeah, when you're getting in and out. No, it doesn't have the hello, but it has a message. No, it just has a bell chime. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, I can see that. So, yeah, again, I understand this is supposed to be futuristic tech and LCD screens are the future, but... Anyway, I think the gauge layout is kind of boring. You have battery power, efficiency, miles per hour, and then you've got, like, trip A, trip B, and then you've got audio. Kind of boring. The steering wheel looks cool. The steering wheel is sporty. Looks like a Camaro steering wheel. A little bit wider. A little bit more narrow. You know what I will give them props for, though? Yeah. Actually putting decent-sized cup holders. Oh, yeah. They're fucking huge. Especially in the Silverado. The gas-powered Silverado. Well, because in newer electric vehicles, I'm noticing that the cup holders are getting smaller and smaller. It's very funny. Because, like... Look at the interior of a Tesla. It's literally just one screen. And then this is like... This is like... This is well thought out. I'll give I'll give them that. The weird thing is though, is like up here you have the volume control for the radio. That's the volume control yeah, for the radio? that's the volume control for the radio. Why wouldn't that be on the screen? Exactly. I don't understand that either. So let's move... So yeah, let's move to the infotainment. It's a huge... I think it's a 17-inch touchscreen they said. So you have heat controls that are touchscreen and for your vents and whatnot. And you also have the knobs down there. And then you go below that screen and there's the knobs there anyway with buttons. It's like, what was the point? Well, I guess it's nice to have both. If somebody doesn't like, somebody like me who doesn't like the touchscreen stuff, which I think is stupid. I think think HVAC controls should be analog. It should be a, a dial with a nice click so you can actually hear it it shouldn't be this stupid touchscreen stuff that you can't you don't get any feedback from you know what surprises me about this truck is why they made the interior so updated as they did honestly because okay well it surpasses the updated silverado but when i think of a truck i think of a guy that needs heavy duty equipment that gets to the point that doesn't have all these bells and whistles of. Well, and that's the, so here's another thing too, is that's kind of changed in modern culture. Like the guy who wants, and granted they're still out there, but the guy who wants a base level truck with the biggest engine and biggest towing capacity, but no options. Right. Well, all them guys are making money now so that they can afford these trucks. So now they want all the cool stuff. I understand that, but in the same aspect. It's like, I see more people buy LTZs in high countries for Silverado HDs 
than I've ever seen old trucks or LTs. Okay, so let me ask you a question, cause cause you're a you're a truck guy. You consider yourself a truck guy, I right? I consider myself to dabble in the world of trucks. Yes. So, if you were looking for a truck, let's say, I don't know, to to help out on a ranch. Let's say you help out as a ranch hand or something. Yeah. Would you really care that much about having Sirius XM? In your radio? I mean, let's just talk about that for a second. I mean, the thing is, is most of the time, I'm going to use my phone anyway. I'm going to use my phone, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever I have. Because it's so much nicer just picking But would you care you about that subscription? <clears throat> paying for a music music subscription just because you have a newer car that has that av- availability? Are you talking about Sirius XM in general? I'm just talking about the option of having Sirius XM. Like, would you really care about that? Honestly, not. No, honestly, not really. Like, I had a car with Sirius XM, my Cobalt, and I it, I really didn't care for it that much. I would much rather just use my phone with it connected to Bluetooth. I think it's easier more convenient anyway but i under- I understand why they have it you know you're paying a hundred thousand dollars for a truck you better have everything available well because i owned a hyundai yeah and my hyundai came with serious yeah XM. it comes with a trial of serious but yeah. look at look at the demographic of marketing yeah. to me and then marketing to you well yeah that's two different you know entire music genres i'm a girl well, yeah. I'm not I'm not talking about music genres here. I'm talking about I'm a girl, so I enjoy all these bells and whistles. Yeah, but I don't really see it. Yeah, someone like me, I don't really give a crap. <laughs> to be honest, like I understand the appeal of it, but you know, it's just another thing you got to pay for. Just like the Wi-Fi that you can have in these trucks, well, it's or all the GM stuff. After that, you still have to pay for the Wi-Fi after the initial trial period. Which I'm sure gets pretty damn expensive. Well, and all I'm getting at at (laughs) is you're paying for all these extra bells and whistles that the average Joe probably doesn't even use on a daily basis. Yeah, honestly, some people probably don't even... I mean, because when you buy a new car, I remember when I got my Hyundai, it came with like three free months of SiriusXM or something. Yeah. What you're not realizing is... You're getting it quote unquote free, but with all the money that you've put into this new vehicle, you're paying for that. Oh, yeah. Well, because you have payments unless you buy them outright. Well, correct. Yeah. <clears throat> well, even if you do buy a car outright, you do still have payments most most of the time. What I find interesting about this touchscreen, too, it has so vehicle info, Google Assistant built in, and then it has a Play Store. It has the Google Play Store. Right. So you could probably put Spotify on it, Apple, or whatever you want. Right. But could you also download, like, well, it, other apps? This is a newer truck, so it probably has Wi-Fi. <clears throat> built-in Wi-Fi. It yeah, has... Yeah, right here, Wi-Fi hotspot. Yeah, you can be a Wi-Fi hotspot. It's got the auto, auto park assist setting. It has an an air quality selection that's for all your people that live out in california that is the first time i've ever seen that (laughs) on a vehicle i've never seen air quality because i'm assuming that's cabin filter people like to check the air quality i mean (laughs) don't you remember when we had all of those what was it a 
in Canada where they had all those forest well, fires. California, Canada. And then here we had an air yeah. quality advisory. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, people are interested in but stuff like that. I've never seen that. it on another GM vehicle, that air quality. That's um, what selection. I'm talking about. All of these extra bells and whistles that you're paying for that you probably will not use. Like, and I'm assuming that's just going to estimate how dirty your cabin filter is. I mean, the interior is nice. I mean, it is nice. Obviously, it's a $100,000 truck. It should be nice. On the RST here, they have the white. No, there's like no leather. doubt that it should be nice. It's got the I'm... white leather accents. It's got the red and blue stitching. That looks cool because it's the RST. Okay, but again, if it's a work truck, are you really going to want white well, leather? Well, the, RS- the RST is supposed to be the the super expensive look at my money truck. So are you, you're basically telling me <clears throat> that this is a electric road princess. Oh, yeah. I doubt anybody's going to actually do work with this thing. Maybe to pull their yacht to the dock or whatever. The Now, the work truck one is kind of interesting because, obviously, it's a work truck. It's got plastic cladding all over. The dash is much more refined, although still pretty, pretty fancy. And we're actually just going to look up the work truck right now. <clears throat> so the work truck vastly different and Silverado already has accessories lined up for this thing so the work truck no big silver or no big neon bar for you you get a big old regular gold bow tie in the front the whole entire front bumper is black plastic which I, I- think is kind of ugly if they would have kept this part of the front here where the logo is and made it the same color as the truck it would look so much better this can be all black by the headlights going up to the accent lights. That can be all black, but they should have had the frunk part be the same color as the truck. I think that looks kind of stupid, in my opinion, because obviously on the, on the regular one, it's color matched. Why, the f- why that's not part of the color matching is kind of stupid. You know me. what cartoon character the front of this truck reminds me of? What? <laughs> A lot of people might hate me for saying this, but it reminds me of Doug Dibbledone without the hat. Because it's big and white. No, it's it's not even that. Look at how, look at the front of it for a second. All right, I see it. You see it? How it. Yeah, I could see it. (laughs) That's kind of funny. So, and, you know, hats off to GM. They've obviously put some thought into this because they have thought of accessories for the work truck. First picture, they show a topper, which makes this thing look like a uh, suburban almost. Again, with this topper, it just screams avalanche to me because the avalanche had to have a special topper that had this little cut indent here because of its little back facing thing. And the avalanche had a really special topper for it. I wish they would have called this an avalanche. Now, the work truck interior, much more basic. You can see the center console is even smaller. But here's really where they kind of cheap out. The screen, again, is just one big square iPad. I mean, it is just completely square. Does that come up and down or does it just stay there? I think it just stays stationary. So there's one big screen for the dash, but that screen is only like only half of that screen is being used because look at the speedometer 
with the energy well, gauge. It probably is like, has where you can toggle back and forth on the steering I, wheel. Though. I really hope so because that looks extremely cheap. I mean, I'm thinking it has. You know how in that Hyundai yeah. that I drove had the option to like toggle it back and forth so you could see your tire pressure and everything was elect like electronic. Yeah. So with how it's laid out there, I'm guessing it's like that or I'm assuming yeah. or I'm at least hoping with the day and age that we're in yeah. that that's at least an option yeah. or that it comes and then, with the And then and then here's my biggest pet peeve. Like even the dash the the speedometer dash part itself sticks right out of the dash. There is no sloping down into the dash portion. It just sticks right out. Looks big and ugly. But again, it's and a work truck. But still, at least make that look refined and like you put some effort into it. Not just stick straight out and you have this big flat panel that sticks out of your dash. So make our... it slope. Make it slope down. Make it curved with the dash itself. And then, like, the infotainment system is the big 17-inch touchscreen, and it sticks straight out of the dash. And they have this they have this really nice, look at this. If you look at the dash, you have, over on the driver's side, you have this nice little rounded portion here. Nice little rounded portion here. It flows really nice into the center stack here. That's, like, this kind of nice stretched octagonal shape with two big vents. That looks really nice. And then they ruin it by putting two massive iPads that stick straight out of the so dash. So do you think those would have been better if the yes, points would have been curved? At least curve the points down. I mean, oh my god, does that look ugly. If they would have like had this curve come up bigger and at least touch the top of the screen. Or it's the work truck. Well, what Cut if they the just screen curved right the across. tops of the screen? Just, that you know, wouldn't be as, a little It wouldn't curve. be as bad, but yeah, they're sitting at 90 degree angles and they just look so stupid. It's so dumb. Mazda does it with their infotainment system. You know, all the... All the the new Explorer has it the same way where it's this big, stupid, ugly touchscreen and shit. It's so stupid. It's like the designer that had to design the dash and everything was like, oh yeah, this looks fucking amazing. And then the people that made the software and iPad system was like, ah, we're going to fucking ruin it and just slaps a fucking iPad in the middle of his great designed dash. Like, don't get me wrong. This dash is beautiful the way it's designed. It's nice. It's sleek. I actually really like it. The fact that they ruined it by putting two fat iPads in front of the steering wheel, in front of the center console, is stupid and ugly, and I hate it. All the manufacturers do it, and it is the stupidest thing in the car world. We're going to move on, because I'll stick with that for the next hour and a half. So GM's got their own ladder rack for this thing, which, alright, kind of looks pretty cool. Granted, you know, it's got a smaller bed than most trucks, so the ladder rack has to be special. It looks fine. The payload apparently is 1,200 pounds. And like I said before, the future towing capacity will be 20,000. Now, this is cool. This has a what's called the power base. And essentially, you can plug in all of your electrical tools into the truck and it will charge everything. But wouldn't that drain the truck? Yes, it's going to drain the truck, obviously. But that's still really cool. Well, no, it's a cool option. The, why they don't have this in a gas-powered truck where you can just have the truck idle and charge your stuff 
is kind of like, why not? That could have been really cool. So the other model of this truck that we were looking at, did it? Does it have that option too? No, this does not have. um, You could probably add that to the RST, but for the work truck, I think it's obviously more meant for the work truck. This power base thing where you can have your charger and your battery and your tools, that's really cool. And I think that's something that they should have on the outgoing uh, Silverado. And here it kind of shows the trunk or the frunk where they have. You can put your essentially a toolbox, or it looks like GM's gonna have their own special little organizer. That's actually pretty cool that you can do that. Granted, there's storage solutions. I would, I would prefer that if I was a dude and I was looking for a newer truck to buy, a newer work truck. That would be yeah, that that's a great sense. marketing tactic. I mean, yeah, that does make sense. But I mean, there are if you own a gas-powered truck, there are some solutions. You have tool. You have truck bed toolboxes. You have the swing out boxes that they have that you can all add. Obviously, I doubt any of that's going to come with that base price of forty grand. But it is cool that they have that. And I also have a brush guard on the front of this thing. I don't with, like that. Which it's just, ugly. Yeah, it's it's not, bad. It's very it's bad. Simplistic. It does not it, look good. It's bad. It just does not flow with any of the design choice of this truck. It just... I get it, but it's completely, bad. <laughs> it's completely out of character. It just looks so out of place, and I really don't like it. It looks like a blowfish. Well, the thing... Like, I do I do like the frunk with the option to have a toolbox, you know, slide out. And the power bank system. That's a really cool idea. I, like, you know, I don't want to hate everything about this truck. I want to hate everything about electric vehicles, but like I said, there's some design choices that need to be changed and I'm going to be interested to see what the range is when you have that big of a load. So let's talk about where you plug this truck in because it's, it's I, in I know back. it's in the back yeah, there. Yeah, just like a gas, well, the same location as the gas trucks. But I mean, what do you think about that? design of where it is that's fine i'm glad that it's on the driver's side thank god it's on the driver's side i think the practice of putting your gas fill cap on the passenger side is just stupid well that was a thing that it depends on it's with older vehicles you don't really see that too much in newer vehicles oh no you do it just depends on it depends on what side they decided to put the the you know the fill cap in america it makes sense to have it on our driver's side but if you sell it overseas obviously it's going to make sense to have it on the other side so it all depends on where the majority of the vehicle was designed blah 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 shit like that i prefer the driver's side it makes more sense to have it on the driver's side end of story it's yeah the location of it's fine i don't understand why the fender flare cuts in here and cuts in here that looks kind of stupid when the front of the fender flare is straight right here mm-hmm. so on the back yeah on the back of both fender flares it like cuts in that so how long stupid. does it take me to charge my whole battery for this truck it does a hundred miles every 10 minutes okay with with the fast charging which is an option so you have to have that equipped so and does that cost more money now more than likely yeah it'll be an mm-hmm. initial option so like okay 10 minutes a hundred miles Again, in 10 minutes, I can fill my tank and be good for 500 miles. Okay. In my truck. Okay. It's just like, 
you know, unless you're sitting there charging. So on this your is an, an all hour. electric truck, right? There's all no electric, there's no, no option to put gas in it. No, <laughs> all electric, no hybrids here. <laughs> which I'm sure the hybrid will come eventually. That's something that they. I, think I don't they know might just though. Skip over. I mean, they, they might they just might... say fuck it and not even have a hybrid Silverado. I like the I like the look the look of the work truck better than I like the RST. The work truck looks more rugged because it's got them big chunky steelies on it. It's got that plastic cladding. It's in this like silvery white color. It doesn't have the stupid big LED bar in the front. I like the look of the work truck. I don't like the look of the RST. I think it's freaking ugly. Even with the topper on it, it looks it you know it looks good. I'm starting to come around again. I don't like the interior of the work truck. Obviously, it's a work truck, but they ruined it with the two big screens, and the rest of it is passable. I still don't appreciate the front end, how the air intakes are your headlights, and the... It looks like it's blushing. Oh my god, it kind of does. They look like little like blushies. Little, it has like little eyebrows. <laughs> no, you know what it kind of reminds me of? What? Truck guys are going to hate me for saying this, but it reminds me of a Miata a little bit. What? How? The front of the it? The new Miata or the old one? The older Miatas. With the pop-up headlight? Oh, no, I see what the... you're saying. Yeah, because the old Miatas, the turn signals look like the little anime blushy things. You can't really unsee it That's kind of funny. It. But see, it would make more sense if the see, look, accent here, lights were the, below. Here's the smile. Here's the blushies. Oh, I kind of see it. And then... Okay, I kind of see it now. That's funny. <laughs> But like, look at the front of the blazer. The blazer looks the exact same way. Stupid two LED little fake headlights, and then your air intakes are your actual headlights. What I'm interested to know is how much are those headlights actually going to help you on the road at night? Well, I'm they're sure so, they're well, they're so small though. I mean, yeah, but headlight technology's gotten so advanced nowadays. Well, like the Blake, I've sat in a blazer at night, and it's you know, it's got. Is it decent? Good. It's decent. It's got good headlights. I mean, I don't know. I, you know. You know, it'll to each their own, but yeah, I mean, I like the work truck. I don't like the RST. I, I don't like the interior of the work truck because of the stupid, I don't know. This is the, the two iPads ruin it. Otherwise, it's a really nicely designed interior. And look at it. It's got oh shit handles on the driver's side and the passenger side. Thank you, Chevrolet. Because my truck, why would my, you put my an oh suburban, shit handle though there when? Because you're gonna want it. Definitely, trust me, you're gonna want the oh shit handle. Yeah, but when if okay, so if if you were to get into an accident, say roll this car, yeah, wouldn't you rather have the oh shit handle on the window side versus there? Because if you're holding uh, on there, well, it helps if you're you get holding in the truck. on there. It helps you get in the truck oh, too. I suppose that's what I like about it. It helps you get in the truck. I mean, yeah, it's not the work truck. Yeah, the front end even of the work truck, I think, looks better. If they were to have this part of the frunk paint matched, it would look actually really good. No, then it would look like it had a mustache. No, I think it would look better. I don't think it would. I think it would. I don't think so. Okay, well, we're going to have to agree to disagree here. <laughs> but that's, I think, kind of rounds out the thoughts we have on this truck. It's not terrible so so ending question for you brandon yeah what do we what do we got would you buy this truck no why i'm not gonna buy it no (laughs) i'm not gonna buy this truck okay you You don't want to know the last the most modern 
Silverado I would buy is a 2014 single cab, short box, four-wheel drive work truck. Okay. That is the newest one you're going to make me buy. Okay. I'm a CK fan. I like my cat eyes. So, and are you saying that just because this is an all-electric truck? Or are you no, saying that? No, because I don't because... really, I don't like the styling of the front end uh, and the interior. I don't think it's, they ruined it. I have a hatred for iPads as an excuse for dashboards. The future is now, old man. Well, that's too damn bad. <laughs> and I'm young. I'm the, I am the person that they're supposed to be marketing this truck to. Because in the future, I will supposedly be able to afford this damn thing. Well, in the future, you're going to want something newer and better. <clears throat> yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's a topic for another day, but we're going to round it out here. I uh, I invite you guys to follow me on my social media. It has now changed. Instagram is Garage with underscores. I also have a TikTok, too, under the same name. And I... Uh, hope that you will continue to come back for more episodes of thoughts of a gearhead this is brandon signing off bye and we will see you next time